the answer to if the pursuit of things are bad or good? Well, it's why you buy them and what you do with them to make them count that makes the pursuit valuable or not. Welcome, everybody, to The Chris Harder Show, where we are making you unapologetic about your pursuit of success, knowing that when good people like you make good money, they can then do great things. My name is Chris Harder, and several times per week, I will bring you epic guests, solo episodes, and every single tool, trick, and skill set you need to grow your business, grow your money mindset, and to grow your wealth to levels that you have never reached before. I've ended up in a unique place in life where I've got the experience, the connections, and all of the secrets that it takes to be successful. And I'm lifting the curtain to reveal it all to you in an effort to help put you in a position of abundance so great that you can then be as generous as possible. So let's lock arms and let's get started. Hey, everybody, welcome back to The Chris Harder Show, where we absolutely believe both prosperity and generosity can and must coexist. Now, this is a Money Monday where we talk all things money, whether it's wealth accumulation, whether it's best tips. And today we're going to talk about the accumulation of things. Now, before we get into that, remember, every morning that I wake up, I help you attract more money. I help you go out and feel like earning more money by texting you a positive money mantra or a positive business perspective every single morning. So if you want to be on that list, it's totally free, no strings attached. I text thousands and thousands and thousands of you. And it's really freaking awesome. Uh, Go ahead and just text me the word daily. So I know to put you on the daily list. Text me the word daily to 310-421-0416. Again, text me the word daily to 310-421-0416. I'll throw you on the list. Okay. So as promised, we're going to talk about is the accumulation of things bad? Is the pursuit of the accumulation of things bad? Is it bad to be motivated by, quote, things? And when I say things, I mean, think about the things that you're motivated by or once were motivated by, whether it's a certain home or a certain neighborhood or whether it's a certain bag or a certain watch or a certain type of car or certain experiences you want to go on. I think vacations are things, even though they're experiences. So when I say things, it's kind of all-encompassing to all of that. Now, there's a lot of people that are going to convince you, or at least try to, that the pursuit of things is a bad pursuit, that the accumulation of things is a, a bad thing to do. And it's interesting because I think your, your perspective on the accumulation of things is really boils down to why it is that you want those things. Have you ever heard people say, more money, more problems? I think this statement comes from two different justifications, basically. The first one is just that, a justification. When people say, oh, more money, more problems, wouldn't want those, it's a justification of their current financial state to make them feel better about where they are or why they're not pursuing something larger. We are real good at that as humans. We all justify where we are at. I think the second reason people say that is there's partial truth to it. It can get out of hand if you are pursuing money or things for the wrong reason. Or the other partial truth is people tend to complicate life with their pursuit of too many things. People tend to complicate life when they have too many things to take care of. People tend to complicate life when they are chasing the dollar more than they are chasing what their real dream is. Now, I had dinner the other night with a friend who comes from one of those mega billionaire families. 
I'm not going to tell you how they made their money. And I'm not going to tell you the friend was because I want to keep this very private. But just picture like one of the mega billionaire, multi, 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 multi billions of dollars families where the family is so wealthy that everybody in it is super rich for life. Like there's no turning back. And he had just gotten back from a family long weekend where all the adult brothers and sisters, all, you know, his parents, all the aunts and uncles, all the kids and nephews and, and cousins and everybody got to enjoy Father's Day on their $200 million yacht. Let that sink in. $200 million boat, right? So I asked him about the yacht. And there are three massive jets that the whole family took to get there, like three massive private jets. And their homes all over. Like the conversation really became fascinating because I started asking about what is it like to have all these things all over? And what I was really curious about was, does it make you any happier or not? And does it cause any level of stress or not? So specifically, I asked him, I said, does it ever get annoying having all these different things to take care of, the houses, the boats, the planes, everything? Or more importantly, does the family ever have rifts, fights, anger, resentment over who gets to use them and when? Because remember, it's a great big family. In short, he said, yes, that can happen. But then he said something so profound. He talked about the, how the things, the homes, the yachts, the jets, etc., are just tools for creating epic memories. They are just tools for enjoyment and memorable moment creation. That's it. He said, the value is not in the lake home. The value is not in the yacht. The value is not in the plane. The value is in how easy it makes it for us to gather and create lifelong lasting memories. You see, the more epic the moment, the more epic the memory. The more standout of a moment you have with somebody, the more that moment gets ingrained in your brain as a permanent moment that stands out to you, is one that you remember. Now, don't get me wrong. Epic memories can be made anywhere, anytime. Epic memories that last forever can simply be made like washing a car together, you and your father as a kid, or it could be playing in the backyard, something certain that happens while you're playing in the backyard and it's a memory forever. But in the book I'm reading right now called The Power of Moments, it does explain that insignificant, monotonous moments don't really leave lasting impressions on us, and therefore, they don't leave lasting memories on us. So even if you're having a great Friday night ordering pizza and watching movies as a family, as a whole, the kid might remember what Friday nights were like, but they don't remember any specific memories, none that stand out and get recalled easily. However, on the flip side, any moments that spike on the chart, right? Holy cow, extreme experience. Those get ingrained and are the easiest memories to recall. Those are the ones that people always reflect on. Those are the ones I always, oh, remember when? Oh, remember when? That's why as a kid, you remember the time that you fell off your bike and broke your arm very well. But you don't really remember all the other times that you were riding your bike, having fun, probably with your friends, but none of those specific memories stand out to you. Just the one where you fell off the bike and, and broke your arm. Because whether it is a spike positively or whether it is a spike negatively on the charts of significant things happening, it's the spikes that get remembered and recalled easily. These moments that create these visceral spikes, good or bad, 
are the ones that get remembered. And the rest, they just get blended. This book, it's a great book, by the way. It goes on to explain the phenomenon as to why we like going to Disney so much when in reality, in reality, it's mostly just long lines and tired, crabby kids and crappy food. But our minds only remember it as romantic and amazing and we can't wait to go back. Why is that? We remember like the thrill we felt going down Thunder Mountain Railroad or remember the time we got scared in Haunted Mansion when we were a little kid. We remember like the spike moments from the rides, our favorite rides. And it's those memories that we take away consciously with us and that make us want to go back so badly. And all the insignificant memories like waiting in line for two hours, it's not a spike moment. It's an inconvenient moment, but it's not a spike moment. So it's not strong enough to make us say, wait a minute, we don't like Disney. The lines are too long. The book is great because it said, you know, if I sent you to Disney for an entire day, like 10 hours, and I came up to you every hour randomly and just said, hey, scale of one to 10, 10 being the best, what kind of time are you having right now? And let's say you happen to be in line for an hour already. You might be like, eh, a five. And then you're eating some kind of, you know, not so good Disney food and you don't feel good afterwards. And eh, I'm a six. He said, your day at Disney is made up of mostly probably a bunch of fours and fives and sixes, right? The kids are tired. I want to go home. I don't like this. I hate this, this ride. He said, really, your day at Disney is made up of a bunch of fours and fives and sixes. If I came along and was able to chart it, except it's those couple of tens, those 10 out of 10 moments that make you say, oh, that was the best vacation ever. I can't wait to go back or make your kids say the same thing. Pretty interesting phenomena, right? Here's what you can't dispute. Your kids or you will remember camping in your camper alongside the ocean or the first time that they go to the beach or like being out on the boat, wake surfing or water skiing. They'll remember those things way more than they're going to remember you going to work Monday through Friday this week. They're all memories. They're all in their head somewhere, but they're going to recall the camping. They're going to recall the wake surfing. They're going to recall going to the beach. They're not going to recall you going to work on Wednesday, walking out the door with your coffee. It's not significant. It doesn't create that spike. Therefore, it doesn't create that memory. So what does this have to do with things? Let's go back to the billionaire's family. He said something that really resonated with me. He said his dad constantly says that the jets and the boats and the homes, they are there to encourage the family to gather create memories, and remember them. Wow. And he goes on to say that's all his dad ever wanted. That's all he ever built all this for. The jets, the boats, the homes, they're there to encourage the family to gather, create memories, and remember them. And that's what it was all for. That's what the pursuit was for. And it resonated me because as I record this, we're about to head up to the lake house up in Wisconsin where we spend about two and a half months. We bring all the family up and we bring lots of friends up and we create more memories than you can imagine. We jump on the boat, we go, we work all day. And then at night around four o'clock, we cut out and we go wake surfing into the sunset. And when the sun sets, we come back to the shore and we make a bonfire and we grill something. We do it again the next day. These are spike memories. They're visceral that's why Lori and I invested in the lake house last year is because we want to be memory making machines with the people we love and care about memories that will last. And we need these tools in order to do that because it helps the memory stand out and it helps to make it more significant. So the answer to 
if the pursuit of things are bad or good? Well, it's why you buy them and what you do with them to make them count that makes the pursuit valuable or not. That's it. That's the punchline. If it motivates you, and then when you get them, you're going to leverage them to create the most important assets in life, and that is experience and memories that people remember. That is the right reason. Roll your sleeves up and let's freaking go, baby. But if it's some other kind of distraction, if it's just feeling some kind of significance, feeling some kind of void, and you're not using these tools called boats, homes, jets, bags, watches, whatever, if you're not using them to create these spike memories that people will last remember forever, including you, then you're doing it for the wrong reason. I will tell you, it's worth doing the work. I've got a lot of these things that people will tell you not to get. It's worth doing the work and taking the risk and handling the ups and oh, the downs. There are a lot of downs in the pursuit of the things that you want but it is worth doing the work and taking the journey in order to get them if this is what you will use them for, to create memories that count, to create moments that are remembered. Because at the end of the day, the memory of a cup of coffee while smelling the morning air, staring at a beautiful lake with friends and loved ones is way better than the memory of a cup of coffee alone rushing off to work. And you can't dispute that. Always cheering guys on. If you want me to help you in your pursuit of wealth so you can build the life that you want, come check out our November roundtable. It is the 2024 goal setting roundtable where you go up there, you talk about your goals for the next year. We all help brainstorm how you're going to get there as a small group. So you're using the, the talent that's in the room of the other entrepreneurs. You're leaving with new connections. I'm telling you, it is life changing. It started as a one-time thing. I'm addicted to them now. So I'm going to keep doing at least the November one. We'll see if I do any in 2024. But if you want to come to the November 2024 planning roundtable, go ahead and text me the word roundtable to 310-421-0416. Again, text me the word roundtable to 310-421-0416. I'll throw you on the list and you'll have a shot at one of those seats because there's not many. In the meantime, thanks for listening. Love and appreciate you. Thanks for listening. And if you loved this episode and know of someone else who is as successful as they are generous, please pass them on to me. It would mean the world to me if you help me get this cause and this message out to as many listeners as I can. So please, if you liked what you heard, it goes a long way if you take 30 seconds and leave me a five-star review and share this with your friends. I'll be forever grateful. And until the next episode, cheers to your success.